When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey yo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast and post-game show presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome into Studio B of the CHGO Studios here in the West Loop. I am your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Herb Lawrence. Hello. Follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. The White Sox have lost now eight straight games. In the past 11 games, they have scored a grand total of 22 runs. Dallas Keuchel was not able to get it done. White Sox pitching was not able to get it done, walking over 10 Royals today. And the bats stayed silent, getting shut out by Fucking Daniel Lynch, Brady Singer, whole bunch of bums. Whoever they brought in. But let's start off on a good note. Our own KPW. I hope you don't mind us calling you KPW and our own KPW. Before the game, when pregame said that Daniel Lynch will throw six shutout innings. And that's exactly what Daniel Nailed Lynch it. did. KPW. I don't know if Canada they have the lottery, but here in the States we do. <laughs> I just need six numbers from zero to about 65 <laughs> in order. Give me them right in the, right in the thing, please. Thanks, KPW. You're my man's. Yeah, well, I think the lottery's going on right now. The, the drawing's going on right now. So you, you'll need numbers for tomorrow, which KPW's uh, luck might run out by uh, that point. But I see, hello, darkness, my old friend from D-Chan. Tyler asking a lot anyone of people else. Here. I'm surprised that we have so many people here. <laughs> going through the five stages of grief. I think I'm at depression. So this is fun. It's the damn injuries again. Bring back Herb Schneider. Uh Herb, this is such a difficult... Herb Schneider. Herm. Herb. Yeah, he also misspelled Schneider. It's okay. Don't, He's don't a, bring me back. It's okay. He's a stupid donkey. Um, so, I... <laughs> I'm at a loss for words, Herb. <laughs> this just, is so bad. It's funny. It's like... It's a dead-ass team. We're... We know, like... It's... And I'm going to say the thing I said yesterday that I hate. It is early. And the White Sox are, you know, Tigers and Guardians are not running away with this damn division. So we can wake up next week and the White Sox are in first place. They should be. They're the best team in this damn division on paper. And those some bitches, all 28 of them, and the manager, and the general manager, and everybody in the front office, and that owner, are not doing their jobs. They're all failing. Every single one of those people are failing at their jobs. It's piss poor. It's lifeless. These guys need to have some pride in what they do. You can see out there. I know Tim's not trying to do these airs, but damn it. That's seven in seven days. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. And if Tony is alive and awake, 
<laughs> I would uh, have have Tim to either accept his one game suspension so he can sit out or sit him out yourself. Because that's unacceptable. Seven errors. I don't care if you're not trying to do it. You are the shortstop of the Chicago White Sox. He made six errors in 2020 season. And yes, it was only 60 games. We haven't even come close to 60 games yet. And he has all these damn errors. It's just something has to be done. I'm not that person that you go in and you flip over the 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 spread after the game and yell and blah, 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 blah. But some, every guy has to look themselves in the mirror. When they get home, say, what am I doing? How am I not helping this team? What can I do to improve this team? And let me do that. Extra batting practice, less batting practice. Show up early, show up late. I don't care. Do different from what you're doing right now. Because that Royals team is not better than you. That Guardians team is not better than you. And that Tigers team is not better than you. And neither of those twins. But all of them. And if the Tigers win today, guess who's in last place? Oh, White Sox. Damn straight. That should never happen. MLB leading 20th air on the White Sox. MLB leading 7th air on Tim Anderson. It's pathetic, honestly, what is what we've been watching uh, for the past couple of games. And you're right. The Guardians aren't better than the White Sox. The Royals aren't better than the White Sox. The Twins aren't better than the White Sox. The Tigers aren't better than the White Sox. And the White Sox know that. And I think all of those other teams know that. We know that there's a target on the back of the White Sox this year. We knew that going into this year. You are the reigning AL Central champions. And so far, we have not seen a performance like that. This is not an AL Central defending team. This is not that effort on a day-to-day basis. So you see that effort from guys you know, like Jake Berger. I feel like Jake Berger put out a really good effort today. He did have an error on the third baseline that extended an inning, but he was the only guy that it felt like was giving consistent at-bats up there today, and that's something that just is extremely frustrating, that the eighth and ninth and seventh guy for the Royals can – you know, work a walk at any point in this game. And the White Sox just couldn't get base runners. They couldn't put pressure on the bases. I'm not sure if they had a runner in scoring position this game. I mean, they did. It was Grandal started off his inning with a double. Hustle double. He barely got to second. And then we have a a poor at-bat by A.J. Pollock. Strikes out. The deep hit ball by Jake Berger. And then the last guy gets out. But... I want to speak about that Jake Berger thing because it goes to my larger point about White Sox pitching. Jake Berger hit the ball 105 miles per hour. It goes out in 29 of 30 stadiums. And you see that. You know that Jake Berger got all that ball. And it doesn't go out. The White Sox pitchers see all that. They understand what's going on early in this season. And yet, 11 goddamn walks. Of the damn Royals! 11 walks to the Royals, who came in, Sean said, the fourth lowest walk rate in the league. 11 walks. Throw the ball down the middle. Let (laughs) Michael A. Taylor hit it as far as Michael A. Taylor can hit it. It will be in the ballpark. No home runs today. Can we at least understand what's going on in baseball and adhere to that? We're playing poor baseball. But you you need to know, okay, the ball's dead. We're doing this humidor thing. Throw the ball over the plate. Dallas Keuchel, throw the ball over the plate. Kyle Crick, there were so many non-competitive pitches by Kyle Crick. I don't understand why he's still on the team. He, and I knew he was throwing that slider 
to, and everybody we knew said he was it. doing that slider. We we predicted it. We like we knew he was going to be in the left-handed batter's box when he threw it. No one's looking for that. It starts in the damn left-handed batter's box and goes out. Just like I don't understand the game plan. And if the Royals were better than them, like if they're losing this week to the Angels, I don't think the Angels are better than them. But if they get beat by Shohei, they get beat by Mike Trout by Rendon. You tip the cap. You're like that's that that team is real. There's no one in this Royals team. You're like. Man, no that guy is. I mean, Salvador, no. Salvador kills you, but you're not scared of Salvador Perez. You eventually might be scared of Bobby Witt, but not right now. And if you have the scouting report on Salvador, Salvador Perez, which it feels like they at least used today, they didn't throw him any fastballs, <sighs> you can neutralize his bat. He is not that scary of a player. And here we are looking at the box score. Alberto Mondesi had a walk. Uh, Oliveras, who pinched Ryan for Mondesi, had a walk. Michael A. Taylor had two walks, and Nicky Lopez had two walks. Right there, that is six walks from the seven, eight, and nine hitter. Eleven walks from this Royal team. They had a walk percentage that was the fourth worst in baseball coming into this game. I think there's a stat from Patrick Nolan that two of the 16 games that the White Sox have played this year, they have outwalked their opponent. They get outwalked today 11 Two, two. There is no approach here that is actually happening from the White Sox. Jose Abreu had a really nice bat in the first inning. He was fighting off pitches. I think he fought off about like 12 pitches. But T.A. and Andrew Vaughn got Daniel Lynch an easy two outs at the start of the game. Just four pitches and two outs. And that's what the White Sox need to start avoiding. They need to start avoid being so aggressive. They need to work counts. They need to see these pitches. They need to have a approach up there and you're not seeing that right now it's this ultra aggressive approach and it is not working you can hit the ball hard they hit the ball harder than the Royals did today 95 miles per, uh, per hour uh, exit velocity or higher uh, is a hard hit ball the White Sox had nine hard hit balls today the Royals had eight all right so the White Sox are hitting the ball hard they are still you know mashing left and right but we've talked about this I think on Sunday they had 14 hard hit balls I think on Thursday they had 14 hard hit balls they are still losing they have not gone up to the plate and said hey we need to get runners on we need to start putting pressure on and the only time I have felt that in this eight game losing streak is when Andrew Vaughn had the bases loaded he rips a single into left field and then here comes Trevor Larnick with you know, have Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s arm or Vladimir Guerrero's arm throwing out Jose Abreu at home plate. And that's the end of that entire threat right there. The White Sox have not been threatening with the bats. They have not been threatening people with base runners. The White Sox, it has just been, I mean, I don't even, I, I feel like we overuse apoplectic. Like, yeah. it's, it, I don't understand I'm already this. there. I'm up here. It's, it is bashing your head into a wall over and over and over again, looking for the same results uh, constantly. Uh, Lawrence is laughing at Mankata about to come back in that, like, Donald Glover with the pizza skip. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's a fantastic that's comment. Right Good job, Cat. Yeah, so. I, I, and Jake Cutta. Is it Cutta or Cutta? Cutta, uh, I think. The last time the White Sox scored zero runs and walked 11 opposing batters was... Uh, September 4th, 1975, also a home game versus the Royals. And the attendance was 1,500 people. Oh God. And, and I think it should be 1,500 tomorrow at, you know, the, the 1 a.m. game, or 1 p.m. game tomorrow. Uh, the Sox and Royals moved up from 610 to 110. Uh, you will see, uh, you know, Luis Robert. But can we talk about this? 
I think it's the eighth inning. And the fourth spot comes around, and Yasmani Grandal is supposed to be up. And here comes Reese McGuire for a pinch hit opportunity. You're down 6 nothing. This guy hit a double earlier, and now you're switching him to his better side, the left-handed side, and you pull him? What the hell is this? You're down 6 to nothing. Let's score some runs. Let's start any momentum at all. Maybe let's try to put up a fight in the 8th and ninth inning. It's not like you could come back and score some runs. Let's see. Hmm, the Mets were down 2 to nothing in the 8th inning against the Cardinals yesterday. They the scored ninth. 5 runs and won the game. You can show fight late in the innings, even if you're down. I think it's just tough for the White Sox to realize that. Where's the rallying speech here? Where's the guys? Come on. You know, you're hitting the ball hard. You're seeing it well. You're putting good one on it. Let's get some guys on base and let's drive them home. There is nothing. That whole dugout's dead. Tony La Russa looked lost when they're booing Kyle Crick for throwing ball after ball after ball after ball. This team doesn't have a life right now. This team doesn't have a pulse. Tim Anderson's out here making boneheaded plays left and right. Jake Berger's bobbling balls. And here's Dallas Keuchel getting 11 whips. And I feel apoplectic about that. I understand his swing and miss right here. But here's another inning and here's another game. And here's another situation where Dallas Keuchel just isn't bailed out by his defense left and right. Or, you know, hard hit balls or soft hit balls are just put in the wrong space and White Sox defenders can't get there to get the outs. And, you know, that's how 2 nothing uh, happened and, and ended up happening in the fourth inning. And it just felt like the White Sox had just unraveled from there. And they they gave up after being down 2 nothing. Yeah, and to your point, like, what... Like, are you, you're already giving 100%. You're giving the night off or the day off tomorrow to Yasmani Grandal. At least he's not catching tomorrow. What is another at bat? What's another bat? If you want to put Reese McGuire in for the ninth inning, smooth. Do it. But let him get his ass at bat. Maybe he can spark something. Maybe he gets a hit off of Brady Singer in the eighth and the team starts working. You know, sometimes you just see, need to see the ball drop. Five hits, piss poor. Just piss poor. I don't know what they need to do. I don't know if they need to sacrifice a chicken. They need to <laughs> eat some chicken. Whatever they need to do, they need to find a way. Because they're much better than what they're showing. And I see the excuses. It's cold out there. Royals didn't find it cold. They found six runs. They found a way to get it done. I look around MLB, people scoring double digits. Brewers scored in double digits. The Padres almost scored in double digits. Like, people are scoring runs. So it's ab- available to do. You can hit, you can get runs. I don't, I just don't. Oh, there it is. Sean with a great one. At least we I found, found who our DH is, TA7. I mean, man is, is a butcher right now. I don't know if he has the yips. Oh, for four today with Something on his mind. Be a professional. I don't think it's the yips. Be a professional. He ends up making that play in the eighth inning. He's diving I'd on rather his stomach, him. making the flip. Like, let's not be ridiculous here. I don't think he has the yips. I mean, seven errors. These errors are horrible. easy. These are these are not like errors I, I, of like you're just throwing the ball no, away because it was a tough play. The yips is a real thing. Rick Ankeel lost his pitching career because of the yips. Tim Anderson right now doesn't have the yips. He's sure? not unable to perform his job. He is just performing at an a, a below average 
level. I don't think he's hiding an injury. I mean, what what's the injury there of one bouncing off the, the heel of his glove? That's just poor defensive positioning. He needs to get his ass down and follow the ball and have it go into his glove. I mean, like, there's just stuff that... I think it's part laziness. I think it's part like, you know, thinking you're, you're the shit here. I mean, we talked about it. There was a lazy throw that he had that yes. ended up uh, short arming or short hopping uh, Jose. And he, you know, he wasn't able to make the, the he had there. an air too. Jose Abreu had an air on that play. I think that was in the first inning, wasn't it? There's something wrong. Yeah. It was just this, this whole game blended together. And it was it's, just, just a, it's a whole thing of shit. It was after the bur- after that burger fly out, 105 off the bat, 34 launch, launch angle, 403 distance, an expected batting edge of 850 and here comes the left fielder just parking underneath it and catching at the wall. At that point I just I stopped. I stopped even I, like I was so filled with annoyance at that. And, and I don't even think the game was, you know, out of reach at that point. I think it was still 0-0 um, at that point. So Fred just brought up uh, how the Twins just won. Uh, I just am looking at it over here on yeah. on the old Twitter machine. It was four three. Can't, can't show that on the uh, on our stream here, but basically, let me uh, let me just show this to you off camera. And you could okay. do the play by play. Here, let me let me let me set this up because Herb told me about this. Uh, if the Tigers win, the White Sox fall to last place. Uh, Javi Baez hit a go ahead homer uh, that put them up four three. So the Twins just won, uh, and now Lawrence is going to show me this, and we're going to give a play by play off of his screen from Twitter. It's four three. Okay, bottom of nine. Bottom nine. Bottom nine in Minnesota. Minnesota. We, yeah, we've got uh, Sano on uh, at the at the dish. Okay, Sano at the dish. Tigers pitching four three. Here comes the pitch, and it has frozen. 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 <laughs> the pitch. Let it go. <laughs> See what I did there. Friends? That's a good bit. Uh, hitting the right field gap goes over the right fielder off Glossman's love bounces off the wall. He picks it up on the warning track, throws it in, run rounding third, throw home, bounces in the infield grass, and now the runners going to third. Oh They're caught God. in a rundown. Sano's going to left and right, and it goes into left field, and the Twins are going to win. Here comes one run, 4-4. Four four. Sano lumbering around. He's safe, and they win 5-3. to three. Little league home run for yeah, Miguel great. Sano. Why no, can't no, the White Sox was, do that? No, the White Sox Sano. never can just put a ball in play, and the defense fucks up. Oh, we haven't a seen that once it was not, in the eight-game yeah. losing okay. streak. It wasn't an inside-the-park homer, but it was, it was a two-run what I mean, that guy looked like Sinel, technically so. the White Sox are tied for last place with the Detroit Tigers now at six and ten. The Minnesota Twins are nine and eight, and they are ahead by two and a half games over the White Sox. Wild. Ooh. All right. So who's bringing their kid in the clubhouse this time? That's what cats. <laughs> oh, that's good. I just, uh, I'm, I'm glad Cat has joined. Yeah, she's got some good. Uh, Cat's got some zingers in the old in there. comment. Appreciate you. Yeah, you're bringing some levity to a situation where we're just like, I didn't know if I can muster the anger because it's once you get to a point. I mean, after the the Buxton thing, I, I thought I couldn't. You just like get there again. Go numb, and you're like, I I don't want to get angry again. It's tiresome. I get drained. By being angry. I don't want to be an angry person. I'm generally a decent person, a nice person. But just thinking about this game again, and you guys care. We care. We care about the players. We care about our team. We've gone through this whole rebuild to be promised that we're going to be competing for a championship. They didn't do what they needed to do in the offseason. We were pissed, but we watched the first couple games like, all right, here we go. This team's ready to go. They won the first three series. We're like, all right. Even though we had a shitty offseason, this team is overcoming their general manager's lack of action, their owner's lack of action, their terrible 
uh, manager, they're battling. Go on the road. Let's beat these teams. Let's put these teams out of our way. Let's go for a 10-game lead over the Guardians, over the Twins, over the Royals. Nope. Haven't won a game. Haven't won a game versus those people. Not one. Two and nine versus the AL Central, says John Frolich in the in the chat. It's in not one goddamn game versus the damn Guardians, the Twins, and the Royals. I was worried about the Tigers. I'm still worried about the Tigers. They might be better than us. I I don't know. I, I have no idea. Uh, Matt Lados is saying, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I, I feel just stupid. I, I don't understand how we were so on this team after going 93 and 69. They didn't lose any major pieces outside of Carlos Rodon, which is huge. But you really look at this team. The issue isn't Carlos Rodon not being here. It's the players that have been here not producing. TA's not producing. I see KPW gave some numbers. Let me write them down. Prayu's not producing. Grandal's not producing. Mancada's hurt. Roberts hurt, and he wasn't producing before he came. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, they need to, they need to wake zero. up here. Can't use zero, KPW. Yeah, KPW gave I said zero, zero eight, though. 14, I, sorry, 21, 37. Yeah, this 50. was a while ago. I was saving this for later. But you should uh, probably yeah. just do 1, 8, 14, 21, well, 37, and 50. I mean, Tyler is asking, Conforto still out there? Why not give him a call? Something, anyone, thing. Uh, he had season ending surgery, so he will not be playing for any team in the year 2022. So. Send a tweet to myself. For the KPW lottery things? Yep. Thanks. I think I might put money on your lottery numbers on PointsBet. The best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's not it. If you make $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we will help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's newest feature, the live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and if you want more, you can also boost your live same-game parlays. You can watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. Online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account for starts to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts... Don't just bet. Bet against the White Sox and live your bet li- <laughs> life with points bet. Gambling problem. Hey call 100-522-4700. I'm like, so pissed off because I, reading that points bet uh, ad just makes me think of all my bets. Herb, you bet today. Yes. You had a White Sox winner yes. and over eight and a half runs. <clears throat> I mean, the Royals participated. They're like, okay, let's get our portion. White Sox, can you give me three? No? Okay, cool. Awesome. Just so shitty that the White Sox decide to be the worst team in fielding, and they're the worst team. I don't know. They I don't know why they can't hit anymore. It's just so the monsters. The approach. The the monsters came and took their talent, all their talent, and then next week, this next week, you know who we're playing? The Cubs. Yeah, that team is no goddamn good either. And I will not take this slander real. We'll lose. Shep saying something? Yeah, first off, I, I, well, we're, we're going to Shep because Shep's nice saying something nice, but Baloney's talking shit right now. Socks have stunk ever since Tusk became a talking point. This is not a coincidence. Okay, we try to have a little fun, show you guys a little bit of ourselves about, oh, hey, this is the music we like, you know, <laughs> this is the music we enjoy. And you know what? I share a fantastic 
overlooked album by a quintessential band, Fleetwood Mac. Everyone's overlooking the production that went in and the money that went into this album. 1979's Tusk by Fleetwood Mac is a masterpiece of an album. It's a very well-thought-out album, unlike the White Sox plate approach uh, in 2022. So I just say, you know, it's just a coincidence that Tusk and the White Sox losing streak coincide. That's all. Shep saying sounding good female and Herb have dearly missed you, your goddamns in real life. Uh, they are just as strong and fierce as ever, Shep. Thank you for jumping in uh, to the chat. So, Herb, I, I want to talk to you about a game changer. Strava yeah. CBD coffee is a game changer. I need so much of it right now. I need a tap of it into my arm. I need to be calmed down. I need to get rid of this stress. Get some CBD in your system. I need some CBD. It's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, delicious fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp does not make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. It can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. Hey, that could help the White Sox airs issues. You can live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. That's to all the White Sox fans watching this eight-game losing streak. Plus, inducing CBD into your daily routine can help you enjoy more restful sleep so when you you wake up feeling your best. You don't have to think about this eight-game losing streak. I mean, streak. we have to think just, about it because when we're waking up tomorrow, we're pretty much coming here and doing pregame. Well, okay. Well, I'm trying to sell people on the product here, Herb. Not trying to be a bummer. You could take some to numb all the pain tomorrow. There you go. The best part, Chava, is all about quality. Tomorrow too, and everything you're going to numb yourself with is in small batch and fresh, strip, stripped, and straight to your door. Strava also offers con concentrated full spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with powerful entourage of effects of benefits. CHG listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. Already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Again, CHGO25. That's 25% off your order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Com. Uh, right. Fred saying, I think we need a track by track breakdown of Tusk. Maybe it will turn things around. Please not. Do not Please tempt not. me uh, because I absolutely will. Herb's now showing me a photo on my phone. Do you know what that, white that photo? This is from Kevin Kaduk, our uh, our content manager. Do you know what that show is called? Uh, that's the Waltons. No, no it's called the Eight Partridge is Enough. Family? Eight is Enough. Do you get why you did that? Hey, K-Duck, I was going to use that tomorrow for the headline for oh, the pregame really? show. Eight oh. is enough. Just huh? use the picture. Don't even do it the headline. Yeah. Just use the picture, Dick Van Patten, and Eight is Enough. I watched that show, not live. I watched it like oh, 20 Ames. years after it came oh. on. It was, it still, I was watching it live. It still goes, man. Hey, I'm old. What's, eight is enough Jimbo? is well, I like Jimbo's comment. You want to talk about that? Jim, some, maybe some of CB Nick's nose candy can revise this team. Nose what? candy. Nose candy is a great term to not Is call it cocaine. 80s? We can back off the coke for our players, Jimbo. It's not <laughs> that necessary. It worked for the 86 Mets. It worked for the 86 Mets. It worked for the 81 Cardinals. Funny enough, Keith Hernandez on both teams. It <laughs> didn't It didn't work for the Bulls pre-Michael Jordan or during Michael Jordan's rookie year. Cocaine circus. Let's bring that back to <laughs> Chicago. The Chicago cocaine circus. Uh, we got Justin saying, I hate my life. In Don't hate the your chat. life, Justin. Yeah, the White Sox. You got the Boston so Red Sox too. Can we chat about this, Herb? Mm -hmm. I've always thought, you know, this is a marathon. You've always thought every it's single a, game I thought matters. it was a sprint, yes. Yeah. I, I try not to stress <laughs> out in situations like this. Yes. Just because weird shit happens in baseball. It does. Weird, 
you know, stretches happen in baseball. Mm-hmm. Tony LaRusso's last eight-game losing streak came back in September of 2007, uh, but his last seven-game losing streak came in the year he won the World Series in 2011. So losing streaks don't mean you're a bad team. It could mean bad luck. It could mean bad coaching. And thankfully, this stuff's happening in the beginning of the season. I don't want to freak out. I don't want to be saying, you know, I hate my life. And apparently, the Red Sox just got walked off. So, Justin hates his life for two different reasons now. God, you some terrible teams. People saying, you know, going through the, the stages of grief here, what is your message here to calm people down, if any? Dylan Cease. That's my message. He's going to pitch well, but I have no faith in the hitting. So it's going to be a game where you see better results because of there's not going to be a lot of Royals on the bases because Dylan's going to be dominant on the mound tomorrow morning. But can the White Sox muster anything against Zach Greinke? I mean, short and quick, Zach Greinke is going to bring the ball to you over the plate. What can you do? Do you have pride? Do you understand what's going on with your team right now? Somehow, some way, scratch out a victory tomorrow. Somehow, some way. That's the only message of hope that I have for the White Sox fans out there. We're going to be enjoying times in summer, going to the games. We're looking forward to those, but this is a slog we're going through. It's tough. I got tickets on Friday and Saturday. I'm not going on Friday. The only reason I'm going on Saturday, giving away the hockey jersey, <laughs> which doesn't fit me. They have a medium and an extra large. If any of you guys who are, C- are uh, CHGO people yeah, we can work it in. who are actually all CHGO members, I'll give you one. I'll give you the jersey if you ask nicely in the Discord, not here. Ask in the Discord so because that's the only way where we know that you're all CHGO member. So that's the only reason I'm going and Otani and Trout. I'm not going for the White Sox. I'm going for that, the camaraderie with the people at the ballpark, and that's it. So I guess my message is enjoy the times you get to spend at the ballpark because the times you're watching this team actually on TV, it's shit. Like, <laughs> but even though there's well, bad times, um, you know, if I go to the game and they lose the Angels by 10 runs, I still have an enjoyable time at the ballpark because the people around me are always fun. So, and I'm going to be drunk, too. That's a great point. I'm probably right high. The best thing, not Coke. The, the best thing, Jimbo. Definitely, definitely not Coke. Watch out for Jimbo. Jim, Jimbo, I sat next to Jim, and, and you didn't even offer me. You Jim, talk about this Coke. You didn't, didn't, mention, even, didn't even offer me. You did mention he went to the bathroom a lot not uh, during that one game. time. <laughs> um, there's a question. Uh, there's a comment here from Melissa saying, uh, even if Dylan gives up zero runs, you can't win them. Uh, you can't win a game zero zero. Steve Stone said something like that. Uh, he said that you know White Sox need a stopper tomorrow. They need a guy to go out and throw uh, you know zero runs. And I'm just like, how the fuck do you win a game zero zero? You, you didn't need say, to hit the damn ball. You didn't like, say that. You screamed that. Our Cubs people heard it across the hall. You had a bat in your hand too. I was scared of Sean. He yeah, I was, was a little nervous. Yelling. Yeah, I, I like called it at out. the top of his. Yeah, at the top of your voice. I was like, "Ooh, shit! Sean's about to kill somebody." I hope it's not me. It's frustrating because it's like <laughs> this isn't the issue. The issue isn't Dallas Keuchel here. The issue isn't Lucas Giolito. The issue isn't even Vince Velasquez. It's not Dylan Cease. It's not the bullpen. 
It is hitting. You've scored 22 runs in the last 11 games. And I see people say, you know, fire the hitting coach. They're not firing anybody. It's April. Let's just relax here. Especially not the manager. That's the last person to get fired. You even hear the GM biting his tongue not to throw the manager under the bus after throwing the best hitter in baseball right now, a fastball, when that was the only pitch that could possibly be coming. But we mentioned the hitting coach. Let's go to the hitting coach's comments. Uh, This is from, uh, I believe, after the Cleveland series. This is from James Fegan, uh, Frank Minichino in The Athletic, April 25th. He said, we're getting slider to death. We've been getting off speed to death. We've been more aggressive, especially on the fastball, and teams have recognized that. And now they're going to try and make us have patience. They're going to tease us in and out of the zone, especially with off speed. If you're not taking your walks, you're falling into their plan. So, Herb, this made me violently angry when I read this during the game because, again, let me just remind White Sox fans, the White Sox were outwalked today 11-2. to Mm. So, I don't understand this being a comment from Cleveland. You have now played, this is your fourth game since that series. You have had a day off in between those three games you lost to Minnesota. You're not getting slider to death. You are just being impatient. You didn't get slider to death today by Daniel Lynch. He threw 44% fastballs. What they did was just use your aggression against you. Let's look at uh, Daniel Lynch's heat map here where he was throwing pitches uh, today. We talked about this earlier in the pregame, the fact that he wanted to keep stuff low and, and down and away from the Sox power. That is exactly what he did tonight. The red is good. The red is where he kept hitting spots left and right. That is for a right-handed batter right there. And as you can see, all of those pitches are outside and away to the Sox, except those one you know patch right there, down and inside by the knees, Struck where he out. was throwing sliders. That is what they did. He was throwing fastballs, and he was just seeing if you could catch up to them, and he wanted you to put them in play, something we were going after the Sox for not doing, especially their 7, 8, and 9 hitters. Daniel Lynch was going after you and using your aggression against you, and it worked. So wait, are you saying that you as a Major League Baseball team can game plan for a team that you're going against? You just you don't, can. You just don't have to be the same that you are always? You don't. You actually can be provided with new information. You can learn from that information, and you can grow from that information. Hmm. You can implement that information, and you can actually implement that as a game plan is what they call it. So Daniel Lynch last year had a 16-plus ERA versus the White Sox, didn't pitch well in two of his three starts. And he's, you know what? I see what the guys did to me the last three starts I pitched. The middle start, I was good. Let's go back to some of the stuff I did that was successful and what these guys are doing early in the season. Let's use that against them. A game plan. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. I wish the White Sox will go home right now. Watch a little film on Zach Greinke early in this season. See what he features. I mean, I know he's been in the league for 19 years, but maybe maybe see what he, he's going to be throwing you. Timmy, start the game off tomorrow. Take a pitch. I said this last time versus Minnesota. He had a home run on the first pitch. It was a good job. It was a good job by Timmy. But take a couple pitches. Take a couple pitches, uh, Andrew Vaughn, or whoever's in the two spot. It would probably be Luis Robert back. Yes, that should help out the offense. Have a different approach. You see what's not working right now. Do something different. You keep on doing the same stuff that teams have adjusted. Just like I said to when Luis Robert in his rookie year was doing well, or same thing with Aloy was doing well, and then they adjusted to him. 
slider, 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 slider. They adjusted back to the what the pitchers are doing to them, and they became good hitters. That is what the White Sox need to do now. See what the the they're using their aggression against the White Sox? Okay, cool. As I said today, anything lo- below the belt, let it go. White Sox didn't listen to me. Anything up, let it fly. Crush it. They didn't listen to me on that either. How do I know this? How do I know this? Regular ass herb. No, say the real thing. <sighs> Regular motherfucking Herb Lawrence. <laughs> How do I know yeah. this? And you guys do not. I don't know. Like, it just doesn't make sense, a professional baseball team, that you would think, like, I don't know. I don't know if they're pressing because it doesn't look like they have urgency. No, they don't. They don't look like they have the urgency. They just think, like, they're like, oh, okay, it's early. We'll get out of this. It's cold. All the excuses. Does D-Chan have a point here? I don't know if they're arrogant. I can't say that they're arrogant. I, I really don't have a good enough grasp on what this clubhouse is like, what their makeup is like. I can tell you one thing and one thing only. Their manager's arrogant. Their manager is arrogant and as all loving hell. He's been arrogant his entire managerial career. He's a Hall of Famer baseball person. And when he was faced with his actions and, 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 and his whole thing, that was his excuse that he's a Hall of Fame baseball player, a person, and you don't know who I am. And honestly, I understand that's at, at his worst moment and that's at his, his you know, the, 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 the bad part uh, of his life. And I, I understand that people change and people can, can grow from mistakes, but. This is a guy that thinks he understands baseball better than anybody else. You have a 6-10 and 10 ball game on an 8-game losing streak. Yes, this team is arrogant, and the, the arrogance shows by Rick Hahn biting his tongue in the media today saying, oh, I had thoughts. That's the first thing that he was asked when, when you know, what, what, what about pitching to Byron Buxton? I have thoughts. That's, I mean, there is arrogance from Tony La Russa. And I think that, you know, if you don't speak to him the right way after a game, he'll let you know, you know, I, oh, it's all about winning. I, I, my mood's so bad if I don't win a game, buddy, you just lost eight fucking straight. Um, and, and, and then, and then you have Reese McGuire uh-huh. coming in and, and, and pinch hitting for, you know, for, for Yasmani Grandal, one of your best hitters. I just don't understand the point when Reese McGuire, like we said, will be starting tomorrow. Lawrence, can we go up a little bit? That, the rusted Coley, I don't know how you say your, the, uh, the one that's up a little bit higher, that one. This one right here, Rick Hahn offseason. Yeah, like when one. you ask your mom to go and get you a Coca Cola at the store, she comes back with, with Walmart brand cola. Yeah. Like he went out and got the bargain basement garbage. Josh Harrison, probably a great guy. Athletic, good at second baseman. He's not good with the bat. He hasn't been good with the bat in a minute. No. I mean, I love AJ Pollock. He will probably work out eventually. I like the trade that they did for Craig Kimball. I have no problem with that. But also another right-handed hitter, which this is a big-time right-handed team. I don't care about handedness too much because A.J. Pollock is a guy who can do the reverse splits, hits right-handers pretty well. So that's not a big thing, but they need somebody. I know Yo's coming back maybe next week. They need somebody else. Rick Hahn did fail this offseason. I don't care what he says. And I don't care if he has thoughts. Share them with the media. Stop being scared of that guy. Who's firing you? Who's firing you, Rick Hahn? Talk your shit. Talk. If you disagree with Tony La Russa, talk to the media. Talk to him. Say, hey, what you're doing to that team is messing my team up. I didn't do all this stuff so you can fuck up my team. Say it to him. What's he going to do? 
Not a goddamn thing. Go and tell Jerry, I ain't talking about me. You gotta fire him. No, F him. You gotta say you say some words. Stop getting mad at people like me who talk about your team and call you Teflon. Stop getting mad about the dumb shit that happens off the field and get a team ready to play. Get a real team out there, Rick Hahn. I hope you're watching this. I hope somebody tells you about this. And get mad at me. I don't care. Do something else. Don't you are failing. Hey. You are failing, Rick Hahn. You are failing, Tony Russo. You are failing, White Sox. You're all failing. I'm tired of it. You guys worry about the wrong shit all the time. Are you wearing a Cubs head here at this game? Are you talking about us in the score? Are you talking? No, who cares? Worry about the 28 men you have on the field. Worry about not giving a contract to garbage players. Three years, 16 million. Stop playing him in playoff games. I don't know. Joe Kelly was a great signing. Just, I mean, these are the things I don't like. You say he's arrogant. Yes, he was arrogant in that goddamn press conference. And I get tired of this whole organization because they think their shit doesn't stink. They think they created baseball. They think that we're supposed to fall down to them and beg for their people. I don't care. If you, Rick Hahn doesn't come on this show, if none of the people from the White Sox come on the show, I don't care. What I want to talk about is, hey, I was wrong about you guys sucking. For the first month in September, man, 90 plus win White Sox team. Here you are again. Finally. Well, and to showed that up. point too is, I mean, we want to do this, the CHGO stuff for you people, the people that are in the chat right now that are frustrated after this loss, because, you know, just like you and I, uh, and you and I being Herb, uh, and just like you and I, I being uh, the audience, or me being, I being me, and you being the audience, I don't know where the hell I'm going with this. Seriously, uh, we're all fans here, right? So we're all going to have adverse reactions, especially after an eight-game losing streak. You know what we need? We need Vinny back. He keeps Dude, us calm. We do. Uh, but he comes back and, tomorrow. And he keeps us calm and collected. Here's what he would say. He would say it's a long season. Well, guys, there's still well, guys, there's still May, there's still June, there's still July, there's still August, and there's still September. He's not uh, wrong, but he's not wrong, and I love him for that. He he keeps us sane, he keeps us level headed. Um, and and I honestly, I remember saying this when we got swept by Cleveland. I was like, you know, they could go nine and six, they could sweep the tw twins here, and they'll be in first place, or they can lose and get swept by the twins. And Vinny's like, well, you don't have to go there. And now we're in an eight game losing streak, and Vinny has no clue what he is walking into tomorrow because I'm going to be so upset if they lose nine straight. Like, honestly, I, I we need to find a better word for apoplectic. Infuriated. Um, you see my guy Jimbo, our guy Jimbo. Right here? What did Jimbo say? He knows you his plus me equals us. He knows his calculus. <laughs> Is that calculus? Those who got it, got it. I don't get it. You got to help me out here. <sighs> Dude, come on. I'm together. sorry. The show together. Together. Who got that? What year is that from? Lawrence, come on. No, together was like in the 2000s. You were alive for that. It was like a parody of a boy band. I know my calculus. Oh, sorry. I'm like another show from the 2000s. You? I'm lost. Plus me <laughs> equals us. Does no one know what together is? You guys are all. It eight, was, eight is enough. You know? What Jackie I'm got it. Thank you. She got it, unfortunately. I, no one knows what. Thank you. Two, and together. Together. So, that's what it was. Was together. the band, was the fake band called together? Yes. And they actually did real songs. Like it was uh, Kevin Farley. So like Chris Farley's brother. 
was in the band. Oh, really? Yeah, a guy who in the show was dying, and in real life he was he died of a like a rare disease. The only one I'm finding is uh, this Thai show. No, two, you got to spell it like that, together. Okay, together uh, was an American fictional boy band whose compositions and formats uh, are satirical approach to boy bands such as, okay, all right, yeah. Brian Gunn and Mark. I mean, Gunn. I didn't think Herb was lying. I don't know what you're no, saying. No, I didn't oh, yeah, either. Okay, but okay. it's just it's interesting it to learn about this. It was on MTV. TVT. No, no, it's on MTV. It yeah. might have been on Can- Canadian TV. KPW might tell us. Yeah, I don't think K- KPW was watching together. I mean, he's probably your age. Like you're both young. He's yeah, like I think, 21. I, I think, think he's he in. He's in university. Do they Uni- say that in Canada? I think he's in do. university <laughs> organization. And they're colors. Yes, because uh, they they use use with up everything. at the six. <laughs> My Canadian accent is terrible. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get Chicago? two risk-free... I don't know what I was trying to do there. I was just trying no, to... that was great. It. You sounded like shiny from the South Side. Did I? Damn. Uh... Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. Yeah, it, it does sound too chicago Yes. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, you can email all PointsBet. You can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we will help you out. And in case you missed it, online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook easier than ever, eh? So you can start <laughs> living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Poutine. Got a... Saskatchewan. Poutine. Uh, Moose. Aud- Tim Horton. Audit Tony. No, see, I'm, I want to go keep going into Chicago. Does anyone, can anyone here do a Canadian accent? You can't do that on television. You can't do that on television, eh? I, I actually once uh, pretended to, or played a Canadian on a uh, a Fox Sportsnet pregame show, Blackhawks versus Maple Leafs. And I, really? was all, I just kept saying my, my little catchphrase was, What's that a boot, eh? <laughs> I, it was terrible, and I didn't care. It was kind of fun to be on TV for. What's that a boot, eh? Yeah. Oh, you're a hoser there, eh? You're going over to Tim Hortons to go get a cup of joe, eh? Ah, it's freezing. It's negative 30 degrees outside. Timbits. Oh, my fingertips are cold. I should have wore a long sleeve with this 30-degree weather. Do you know Canada is the only country I've been to other than this one? I've been to Ireland. I went to like 30 minutes of Canada. I didn't have a... Did you go to Niagara Falls? No, I was like in Detroit. We had some time before the game. We just crossed over the border real quick. I was like, I don't have my passport. I was like, yeah, fine, get over there. And then the guy's like, you might have trouble coming back in the states. Went for thirty minutes, looked at the Detroit skyline from the Canada side, went right back. They're like, get your ass back to America. We don't want you here. And Jack apparently called six and twelve when they were six and three. Why would you do that, Jack? And why would you come and brag about it? Did you That's bet on that, Jack? Weird. Did you go to points bet and bet on that? Yeah. Did you, you just got a couple dollars, brother? Bet against the White Sox nine straight times. I don't understand. I mean, I mean there's two more games left, Jack. Bet on those next two games. Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech the next two days. Bet against the White Sox. Yeah, Zach Granke tomorrow, and we'll see how the White Sox can do with him. They're not going to draw a walk from him, so I, I don't know. Uh, well, let's talk real quick. Uh, there was a question here from Melissa. I scrolled up just a little bit more, Lawrence. I'm sorry that I didn't flag it a little bit earlier, but um, it's right there. I don't understand how things went extremely wrong for us from the first nine games. First off, the pitching has still been all right. The White Sox have been getting good enough pitching to win uh, these games. The issue is just 
their offensive approach. If we can go into that a little bit more, going into this game, uh, they were drawing five. Let me see, make sure I had this uh, number right. It was uh, 3.85 pitches per plate appearance. Uh, appearance league average is 3.91 so they're below average at pitches per plate appearance but the biggest thing that sticks out to me is their first pitch swinging percent 38.3 percent they are swinging at the first pitch more than anyone else is and I think that's where the big issue comes from you see it with TA you see it from Andrew Vaughn in the first at bats they are swinging pretty recklessly out there and the thing is is these guys are locating their pitches and they're just making sure that it stays away from the power uh, alleys for these guys or that's staying away from those power places the middle of the zone they're making sure it's down and low and away and keeping it away from the, the Sox barrels and you know you're not getting true barrels from the White Sox and you know they're over aggression is leading guys to just continue to throw them in the zone and they know the Sox are going to swing Herb so they're either going to get a swing and miss or they're going to get 18 fouls like Daniel Lynch got off of his fastball today they didn't get out slider today they just couldn't make solid contact because I think they were being too aggressive they're trying to fight everything off and Daniel Lynch and the rest of the league knows that balls are not carrying out they're not flying out so here's my fastball 95 up top hit it as you can hit it as far as you can White Sox and Jake Berger did and it didn't go out. So that had to give him confidence. Yeah. I mean, they know the White Sox are going to be impatient. And so they're going to use it against them. And when, once you get into a hitter's count, they're just going to throw the ball over the middle. Well, and because they know that you're not going to take walks. And they we, know it 100%. Talk about hitter's counts. The White Sox have been in the lowest amount of 2 0 counts in the MLB. 10.2. The lowest is the Cardinals from 11.3. Uh, so there's a full percentage difference on 2-0 counts that they're seeing. They're seeing the least in Major League Baseball right now. And 3-0 counts, they are seeing the fourth least in baseball. Sorry, the third least in baseball at 3%. Only the Cardinals and Royals are uh, below them. And I think the Royals probably jumped them uh, after today's performance, seeing so many 3-0 counts. So I mean, that's the issue with the Sox is they're not putting themselves into advantageous situations. We see your mean Mercedes putting himself into advantageous situations yesterday or last year. Obviously, we know that, you know, that was a position player out there, but that's the first thing that sticks out to me when you talk about uh, 3-0 counts and and the White Sox. But that is also where uh, Yasmani Grandal made his bread and butter. Yasmani Grandal is swinging about 10% more this year than he was last year. And we saw that he was consistently drawing hitters counts, and that would then lead players and pitchers to throw balls over the middle of the plate to try to get a strike. And Yasmani Grandal would tag them. And you remember, we talked about how White Sox batters, when they would get into 2-0 and or 3-1 counts in the Minnesota series specifically, they would have some lazy swings where they're letting the ball get deep. Like, I don't know what they're looking for. 3-1 count, I'm looking dead red. I'm looking to drive. Right-handed hitters letting the ball get deep, and the ball's going out to right field or getting fouled over the first base dugout. That should never happen on 3-1 count. You should be looking dead red. If they throw you a curveball, you look silly, cool. Change up, whatever. You look silly, cool. You got to go out all, all out on 3-1-2-0. It's been way too many at-bats this year that they really haven't sold out and had the advantage of their of the pitch and taken advantage of it. So, yeah. And, yeah, Jack, I just, like, go this last month, got my passport. So, all-inclusive Cancun sounds good mm. if you're buying. 
Yeah, Jackie, you, you taking Herb on that uh, that mailman salary? You I mean, and Herb going to Cancun. Mail folks make a lot of money. Oh, they do. They're government employees, and they're hardworking people working mm-hmm. uh, through rain, snow, sunshine. And don't they sleep? work on Sunday now? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it twenty four seven? I mean, they don't work three sixty five. They don't work on Sundays. Christmas, I mean, Christmas I don't know if they Eve. deliver on Sunday. I'm sure they work on Sundays now. I, they, probably, I don't know. I have no idea. Mailman Jack, let us know if you work CHO on to Mexico. Yeah, let's go. That'd be fun. It'd be a great way to have some fun because apparently Tony Larusa and the White Sox I are mean, not. We might have it right after October 5th or 6th, right after the season ends, because the White Sox might not go to the playoffs. They don't win this division. They're, let me put this down. They don't win this division not going to the playoffs. Ding. That's guaranteed. Tony Larusa after the game. We have the right people. We'll all be right. The sooner, the better, though. We're not having any fun. No shit, Tony. You've lost eight. Straight. Whose fault games. is that? I can't imagine who it is. Well, it's Tony's fault. It's the players' fault. It's the roster construction fault, and it's also the weather's fault, right? Because that apparently only affects the White Sox. It is the <laughs> ball's fault as well. The ball is completely deadened. Uh, there's two balls that they're currently playing with. Old friend James McCann said that the Wait, deadened are you doing a manscape dad. No. <laughs> okay, just check. Different balls. Uh, the the deadened balls have bigger seams and they feel waterlogged. So that was probably a deadened ball that Jake Berger smacked 105 miles per hour. Uh, that would have been a home run in 30 ballparks except for guaranteed rate field. Uh, but Tony also said at this level, it's mostly between the ears. Between the ears, the heart, the guts. And we need to have some success to get it rolling. Like tomorrow afternoon. Between the ears, the heart, and the guts. I mean... It is mental. I don't know if it's the heart. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're get- playing with heart right now. Do you? I th- I think it's more mental than them not trying. I don't know how you can not be ready for this season. You had a whole lockout where you're like, man, I'll do anything to play baseball, especially right now because we're really good. We want to win our championship this year, win the AL Central, and compete for that national for that championship. But, nope, the White Sox are just lackadaisical. Let's see what Ralph had to say. Should we not hold Jose Abreu accountable for this? He's the captain, and TLR might listen to him. We don't I know. Mean, uh, I mean, uh, that air that air he made is inexcusable. It's a ball that's kind of low. It's like a kind of handcuffing him, but he's a first baseman of a long time, so catch the ball. It shouldn't hit your heel. You see the ball, see it into your glove, catch it. You have a pitcher out there, Dallas Keuchel, that pitches to contact. The last thing he needs is airs to breathe life into an offense that is not that good. Well, and Fred's asking, is he calling them out? I don't think he's calling them out. I think just the biggest point is that they're not having fun. I mean, you can look at the Brian Goodwin thing and the Billy Hamilton thing last year. They all talked about this being like a high school team and them having fun. And I I honestly don't know if maybe this is the target being painted on their back and maybe expectations are too high and they feel the pressure of every loss and every loss feels bigger the more and more and more and more it piles on. That could be the sense right now for the Sox. I don't think Tony's calling out his players there, um, but I do think that them not having fun is leading to them letting this spiral and fall into the same traps day after day after day after day, and that is on the manager to make them have fun and make sure that it doesn't feel like pressure is is on them once they show up to the clubhouse that day. So, I mean, it's going to be pressure off a little bit tomorrow with Dylan Cease, you know, pitching wise, all right, we're going to know we're going to get a great effort from our starting pitcher, but offensively, the pressure should be on. I mean, think about this. I think about this like when this uh, losing streak started. The Minnesota Twins last year 
were supposed to compete with the White Sox for the AL Central crown. They got off to a bad start and never recovered. Brian Buxton got hurt, and they never recovered. They were bad. I think they were, what, fourth in the league, in the AL Central last year, if not yep. last. This could be the White Sox, and I heard in that comment a little urgency from Tony La Russa. We need to start doing it tomorrow. Tomorrow needs to be a win. That's urgency. They need that. They need to understand that this season can get away from you Right, goddamn now. Could have gotten away from you after seven games. Like, yeah. why? Why do we have this urge? We should have heard this urgency after Sunday's game. Something. I. I don't. I. What? It's a little too late. I don't know. I mean, and not a little too late because I mean, there's still a hundred plus games to play. Um, and I don't think TLR has lost the team. I don't think that's uh something that's happened yet. I'm we sure heard a, lot a couple about players, because they're baseball players. They understand the game. I'm sure a couple of players questioned Tony's decision. I don't know if they said it out loud to him. Question his decision to pitch to Buxton right there. And they probably like, you're not putting us in the best position to win. And he, he's done that multiple times. I mean, you can look back at in May, he put Hendricks on uh, second base as, a, as a, a runner against the Reds. Didn't put them in a position to win that game in 2021. And the, the, the series in New York last year as well. I think people couldn't argue, you know, the playoff series, there was a couple things that he did wrong. But the thing is, the winning, winning the AL Central, it cures a lot of ale, what ails you. You can wipe away a lot of the dirt when you win, and people think about the results. Like, oh, man, we had a good result. At the end of the year, we won the AL Central. Yeah, we looked bad versus Houston, but we're good. We're coming. We're in our contention window. And so the winning cured and, and covered a lot of garbage. And now that garbage is not getting covered up by winning because the team is not executing on the field they're not executing at the plate at all. Amen. That's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. The White Sox lose their eighth straight six to nothing to the Kansas City Royals. We thought all oh, the over is going to hit because Daniel Lynch is on the mound. Oh, they've lost seven straight. There's finally a lefty on the bump. It's all BS, and they need to show it to us tomorrow. They need to show us a better effort tomorrow at 110 versus the Royals. We will have a pregame for you at 12.30 p.m. Postgame after the last out is made. We'll have Dylan Cease versus Zach Granke. We will preview that matchup. And Herb, I don't feel good about it, but hopefully I can sleep it off. I don't know about you. I'm going to try to sleep it off. I'm going to try to get some CBD coffee in me, some Strava coffee. I am out, and I need it badly but uh you know we'll, we'll figure it out we'll figure out something uh maybe i'll just uh there's a couple of things that people put on uh twitter we put out a thing like i'd rather be doing blank than watch the white Sox game so i might take some of those uh you know suggestions and, and, and see what i can do what was yours mine was a uh, clean a porta john Ooh. After a chili cookout. No, thank you. I would rather watch the White Sox game like I will do tomorrow at 110. Sox versus Royals. Yes, absolutely. I mean, at least it'd just be disgusting. You wouldn't be sad and angry. I used to have to clean the uh, the bathrooms at Jewel. And what I would do is I would go into the bathrooms when I had to clean the bathrooms at Jewel, stand in there for five minutes, and then walk out. I'm not cleaning a bathroom. No way in hell. And that's why you that don't work at Jewel anymore. Gross. Literally. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I would rather be scanning, uh, scanning, uh, you know, your, your, your little groceries here and, and, and putting away your little carts and bagging away your little groceries than cleaning up a bathroom. Thank good night, baloney. I'm done with and that. And Jimbo, 
Coke for everyone, courtesy of Jimbo. Thanks, Jimbo. <laughs> Thank you, Jimbo. Uh, go get coked up with our guy, Jimbo. Uh, that's going to do it for Herb Lawrence. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter, at Eckner23. That's an official sign from CHGO Sports. Yes, it is. Jack, Especially relax. The Jack, you are being absolutely <laughs> too negative. We get it. The White Sox are going to be 12-28, and 28, and they're going to lose tomorrow at 110. Oh, my God. Ne- I mean, so they, much negativity is not good for somebody. I mean, they're not going to lose at 110. They're probably going to lose more at, like, 4 yeah, o'clock. It's, it's pretty long. I mean, if, they're pitch, if it was a pitch clock, it would be, like, 343. Anyway. For Herb Lawrence, you can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox for our great producer, Lawrence, the Law Dog. Uh, and thank you to everybody for <laughs> jumping in the nice, chat you. and, uh, you know, taking us through this loss and, and, and talking us through this I feel a little bit session. better. Thanks, stupid donkey. I do. Thank you, stupid donkey and Jimbo and Jack and Baloney and Mailman Jack and Kevin and Andres and Kat Shep. and Jackie and Shep. Uh, thank you all. KPW. And thank you to all of Fleetwood Mac for their 1979 album, Tusk. We will talk to you tomorrow. And uh, yeah, go, go Sox.